When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, BT and Sal back on the fan. It is 102. Remember this one? Woo! This is Blurred Lines, right? Yes. The video. It's not that long ago. You should remember it. Ah. And the thing I always, every time you bring this up, I think of one thing. The video. No. Well, yes, <laughs> yes, but what? Paula Patton. Yes. Because yes. the dude who sang the song, what's his name? Alan uh, Thick. Yeah. Robin Thick or Alan Thick? Uh, Alan, Alan Thick son. It's Robin. Right. So Alan, right. He was married to Paula Patton. A little grown pain. Show me that up. smile. Yeah. Yeah. I remember That's that. A good one. Anyway, I love Paula Patton. Okay. Yeah, I remember that first. Yeah. The first time it came up. All right, Sal. Uh, we need some answers. We need somebody who's scouring film. And does a great job. And this guy does about as good a job as anybody in the business, honestly. And we've got him for the next month or so. He's going to take us through the playoffs. Obviously, a lot of Jet and Giant issues. He's on the line now. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. I love Old Spice. Men have skin, too. I used to get my dad the soap on the rope uh, you know, on the back of the day for Christmas. Baldy, it's BT and Sal. What's going on, bud? Guys, uh, happy New Year. It's good to be with you. Things are, uh, you know, we're getting ready to wind things down and get ready for hopefully a good postseason. Yeah, we are, and there'll be no postseason for us. And I at least want to start with that before we branch out a little bit here. Now, I've seen you, you know, draw out schematically. I think you do a great job with the O-line, the good stuff, the bad stuff. And kind of a general question, so take it wherever you want. Both O-lines stink for the Jets and the Giants. Uh, They just don't have enough horses here. From what you've seen on film, is it... Just about the players, or is there bad bad O-line coaching? Like, I think we talk about coaching quarterbacks, but nobody talks about coaching the O-line. Do the Jets or the Giants have good O-line coaching? You know, I think Bobby Johnson's a good coach of the Giants. Uh, you know, they lost two starters in the first week of the season. You know, the rookie center and Andrew Thomas, and they never replaced either one of those guys. I mean, they had a bunch of guys playing center. None of them could play center. So it was kind of, it was kind of hard to put an offensive line together without a center. And then, Finally, John Michael Schmitz got back, and they, they played a little bit better up front. Uh, and for the Jets, I, you know, they changed coaches this year. Carter's there. I mean, honestly, I don't know that they've played the same five guys uh, two weeks in a row. I know they have, but, I mean, a lot of the guys are practice squad players. I mean, they're barely NFL quality. So it's been hard. I mean, they can't keep anybody healthy on the Jets every week. I mean, Tippman goes in at right guard and gets hurt right away. Guy never missed a game at Wisconsin. Gets hurt at right guard right away. I mean, so it's just been tough. You know, Lakin Tomlinson's the only guy that's lined up and played left guard all year. Otherwise, it's just been a rotating group. 
and they never seem to be healthy. And it's just it's hard to evaluate anybody when you get that kind of discontinuity. Baldy, what would you do with the Jets next year? You agree with the move of running it back and bringing everybody back? Uh, I'm, I'm a little torn. I mean, I'm a little torn. I, you know, I can see why they would do it, and I can see why. Look, even if Aaron Rodgers comes back, and even if he gives you somehow a great season, you still need a quarterback. So do you, you, do you kind of hope and pray that he can stay healthy for 17 weeks? We've seen how quarterbacks have dropped all year long and how few have stayed healthy. You hope and pray that he stays healthy for most or all 17 games and make a postseason run. And then you go, okay, well, all right, he's 41. We're going to sit here and wait till he's 42. Or we're going to, like, eventually you got to cut the corner. You got to find a quarterback. Zach Wilson's not the guy. So when do you want to start it? You want to start it this offseason or do you want to start it maybe next year? I, that's, to me, that's the decision. See, I would do both. I would. Draft the quarterback, you know, if, if there's somebody there that you like, and I don't care what Aaron Rodgers thinks or says. You're under contract. We traded for you. Your quarterback won. Uh, we've got to get a veteran in here, whether it's like a Tyrod Taylor or Jacoby Brissett, because you can't have the same backup situation you had this year. But I've got to find a bridge for the next 10 years. And if Aaron Rodgers has a problem with me taking a quarterback in the top 10, then then Aaron Rodgers could retire. That's tough. All right. No, fair enough. Except this, I think, I mean, it's early, but I think this is the best crop of offensive tackles to come out in a long time. Hmm. Like, there's probably, I mean, it's early, but I think you might get four taken in the top ten. And everybody's going to start talking about him, you know, beginning next week. Yeah. And if you're going to pass on one of those guys that might become, I don't know, like a, like a Pro Bowl anchor left tackle for a long time, Aaron Rodgers is only going to benefit Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah. like, you can't pass on these tackles but if, if you're going to say you're going to go get the quarterback um, and pass on talent, and that's not going to make Aaron Rodgers or anybody else, you know, happy if you pass on one of these guys that becomes, you know, just a great, you know, Lane Johnson becomes Trent Williams, becomes yeah. one of these great offensive tackles in this business. Panay Sewell, like you you can only get these guys at the top. BT and Sal on the fan. We're talking with Brian Balding. The last one on the Jets from me, Baldy, the head coach. I mean, to me, I, look, he seems like a nice enough guy. I just The team is undisciplined. I think the defense has been overrated. There's not a modicum of any kind of hope uh, with the offense with this guy. Uh, again, nice guy, but I feel like the Jets could do a lot better with the head coach. What would you do as far as the head coach? We know the quarterback situation. What about the head coach? Well, I mean, look, if you moved on, like, you've got a good reason to move on. The record, the undisciplined, the penalties even last week against Cleveland are just atrocious. Just the – what bothers me about Robert, honestly, like, there's different styles of coaching. But obviously, you know, Parcells and Coughlin are at the top of the list, hmm. right? Um, you know, if a guy did something undisciplined on the field, they never walked off the field without a stare, without, you know, being addressed right on the sideline. And what bothers me about Robert is he doesn't address that stuff. Like, maybe he does it in the locker room. Maybe he won't address a player on the field. But I want that player undressed. If he goes out and hurts the team with a, you know, a, a bad penalty or a bad play or just, a, you know, a, a blown assignment, like, I want that thing addressed right away. I don't care what the cameras catch, what the players or what the coaches or what the fans say. Like, I want that taken care of, and I don't see that from Robert, and that bothers me about him. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you. Somebody with the guts. We say it all the time. Yeah. Somebody with the guts to say it the way it is. Baldy, I, listen, I, I, he's a good guy. Everybody knows that he's a man of principle. He truly is a decent, good man. Yeah. But the guy that we thought we were getting, I thought I was getting some nutball who was running stairs and flexing and veins and turning red and screaming and yelling. The guy's the most docile coach I've ever seen. It's like he, he got the job. And he changed personalities, and I don't understand why. Uh, it's not like he hasn't had an ample opportunity. I mean, they basically lead the league in penalties the last two months, so there's a chance to undress somebody whenever you want. And I'll tell you this. You said, well, maybe he's doing it behind closed doors. If he is, he's not doing it effectively because they keep making the same mistakes. Look, it's 30 years ago, but I can still see Pars- Parcells' look. When I don't care, I don't care if it was LT, who it was. Billy R jumping off sides. Like, you were getting the glare, or you were getting undressed. It wasn't going to wait. It wasn't going to wait for the next series. I just think these things have to get fixed. Otherwise, I, you know, like, that, those kind of things when a head coach and you're getting the look, it, it's gotta, it means something. And it, it makes you think the next time but before you jump off sides. It, it just, I don't know, you hold, you hold your water, you just don't do something stupid, an unnecessary push at the end of the play, whatever it is. Like, it has to get fixed right away. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I watch that over and over again, and I'm going, what in the world are you waiting for? Like, this can't – it's only going to keep going on, and it just keeps going on. There, there's there's got to be some kind of fear, if not just respect. I know they like him, but but there's no fear. The guys keep on doing it. BT and Sal on the fan, we're talking about Brian Boulding. I lied. Before we move on to the Giants, Boldy, one more uh, one more for you here. Do you, what do you think of the Jets' defense? Because I've been saying I think it's overrated and compared to the expectations that were put on them coming into the season, I thought they would be one of the best defenses. I don't think that they are. What do you think in your expertise of the Jets' defense? Well, I thought they were poorly put together this year. They need fat guys. They don't have any fat guys in the middle. You know, they had Al Woods, who was 36 years old. It was a hope and a prayer that he was going to be able to make it. Like, that would help both Quincy Williams and C.J., you know, handle the run a lot better if they had some fat guys up front and they don't have any, like they're too healthy looking. Like they just have to, that part is, they're still a good, you know, they're good deep and they don't take the ball away enough. Like there's just, they force some fumbles. I just think, you know, they, they need more takeaways and they need to be more stout in the middle of that defense. Wow. That's kind of like... Suck it, BT! Boy, they've been trying to tell him this defense is overrated for weeks. They stink. It's good. Look, it's a a good... Look, they're on the field way too much. Well, here you go. There's the context that I put. Keep going. Don't stop now. Well, I'll finish it. Look, they're on the field way too much. They're they're doing these quick turnarounds after turnovers way too often. Yes. Uh, You know, and so the the offense isn't helping them at all. No. And you just wonder, like, like, you know, it's just a simple fact that you can't win if you don't score. And at some point, I, I played on the best – I played with the Philadelphia when they had the best defense in the league. And some days their offense was horrible. And you just – like, you felt bad for the defense. Like, they just can't shut teams out and keep them to 10 points or one, you know, single-digit scores and think you're going to win these games on Sunday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That's true. We're talking to Brian Baldinger. Uh, Insider Calls brought to you by Old Spice Gentlemen's Blend Body Wash, providing exfoliation plus uh, 24-7 moisturization because men have skin too. Um, the Giants here, you know, last year, you know, fans galvanized, you know, playoffs, playoff road win. Coach, GM, uh, quarterback renaissance here. Everything different this year. But they're still fighting. And they're still playing with pride. And they're still playing with purpose. Like, legitimately speaking, like, the Giants, to me, are draft away. And you probably say this about a lot of teams. But a real draft away from, you know, from 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 being probably pretty good for a long time. The problem is that division, I know Philly's got some issues now. But that division's tough, man. Like, what do the Giants need to do? To swim with the big boys for the next couple of years. Well, what are you going to do at quarterback? I mean, are you comfortable with Daniel Jones being the guy? Just for next and year, and, and that's it. What about you, okay, more importantly? What do you saying, think? Like, you know, two of the last three years, he hasn't finished the season. Yep. So, I, I mean, some, at some point, you know, there's an old saying, I'm not putting Daniel Jones necessarily in his company, but fat guys stay fat, dumb guys stay dumb, and injured guys stay injured. Like, that's just, like, that's just an old scouting thing that we would say. But there's some truth to that. Like, these injuries, like, he runs a lot, and, you know, kind of gets applauded when he does, but, you know, these injuries, like, they compound themselves. So, okay, you get another year out of him because the contract, all right. But, you know, one thing you have in Philly and in Dallas is you have stability at that position. And, you know, you can debate where Dak is in the pecking order or Jalen Hurts, whatever, but they have stability. They line up to play every Sunday. So, you know, that's their teams are built around their – personalities, their leadership abilities, and their skills. And you can't say that about the Giants right now. And they have to get that position fixed. I do think that um, they have a lot of things going for them. Last week against the Rams, they easily could have won that game. Uh, And that's a good football team, a team that will probably win at least a playoff game. Um, And they made life tough for Matt Stafford last week. And so there's a lot of things to like about the Giants. But, you know, there was a stretch where the offense line was just a mess. They couldn't keep anybody healthy. They couldn't They couldn't run an offense. And if they could get that fixed, I mean, you look at the giant teams that have won Super Bowls, you could always go back. I mean, I can still see Billy Yard or Sean O'Hara. Like, I can see the guys that just lined up every week for him. And I'd like to get at least that kind of continuity back on the offensive lines where you could, no matter who's playing quarterback or at receiver, like you have a chance to run an offense right now. And it's been tough to do that. You know, for me with the Giants, I'm with you, Baldy. BT and Sal on the fan, we're talking with Brian Balding. It's all about the quarterback, and really it goes from there. They need more talent. It's going to take a while to get that, but I believe that they're in good hands here with Shane and Dable. You mentioned the Rams. Yeah. I want to go around the league a little bit if we can. Dude, sure. is, is there a better blocking team than the Rams? And for me, it would make them legitimate. I, I Look, I didn't think the Rams were going to be any good. I feel like most people, but you have to believe what you're seeing. They've been good. I know they struggled against the Giants, but, man, they block so well. Stafford's been playing well. They obviously have some skill position players. They're well coached. Can the Rams make a run in the NFC? Yeah, because they got a coach, a great coach, and they fixed the offensive line. Steve Avila came in second round TCU, nailed down the left guard spot. Um Tyron Williams right now leads the National Football League in rushing yards per game, 95 yards a game, leads the league. Like He is a great back. Great. You saw it on Sunday. He's a great back. And then Stafford, you watch him. He's under center a lot. I like my quarterback under center. I like play action. I like short yardage with my quarterback under center. 
Um, and so they've done a lot of play action. Obviously, Puka Nakua has been just an absolute star. You saw him last week go 80. Uh, you know, and so they, they've got weapons. And then defensively, you know, they start three rookies on defense, and they're not rookies anymore. Byron, you know, you watched them. Kobe Turner. Like, these guys are really turning the corner in their abilities. So they drafted well. I think they could be a very dangerous team in the postseason. And the reason I bring them up all day, I know they're not sexy and people are probably like, Rams, why the hell are you talking about them? Well, rule out the NFC South. I mean, nobody there is really any good. In the North, I know the Packers are coming on and the Lions are tough, sure. East, we've seen issues with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Outside of the Niners, I feel like it's wide open. And the more I watch this Rams team, the more I believe in them. That's why I would bring them up there as being a live dog, maybe, in the NFC outside of the Niners. Well, they won six out of the last seven, and the game they lost was in Baltimore in overtime on a punt return for a touchdown. Like, they took Baltimore to the brink in Baltimore. And I haven't seen anybody, like, throw the ball against the Ravens the way the Rams did. And so, the, to me, that was the litmus test. Like they, they, they play San Francisco on Sunday. Like, I don't know who's playing, who's not playing. But, you know, regardless, like, that would be a great game. In the post. I think the Rams can beat anybody in the NFC right now, including San Francisco. Hey, Baldy, and I know there's a lot of circumstances that go into this, but has has yours, might sound like a dumb question, but has your opinion changed a little, like a little modification on the ultimate greatness of Mahomes, or is that still exactly where it was three years ago, two years ago? Well, I mean, when you throw it to guys, you hope that they can catch it. (laughs) Tony, uh, I mean, his greatness is still great. Yep. And his ability to rescue plays and see the field, I mean, none of that is waned the arm is still magical but you know you, you, you can only you can only like suffer through so many drop passes and some of them are like game-changing type passes you know and so I think he's still great and there's I, I think they could morph into a power running football team like they did Sunday against Cincinnati yeah. and they could be dangerous because defensively and the kicking game is as good as there is and so but if you're just going to go out there and be, you know, throw incompletions on third downs because guys can't get open and can't catch the ball, whatever. Like, they're going to struggle, and they're going to turn the ball over like they had for a lot of the part of the season. Yep, yep. I just mentioned Mahomes. You mentioned Lamar earlier. Uh, he's got to be on this list. Otherwise, uh, you, you're out of your mind, and I know you're not that out of your mind here. Top three quarterbacks this year, in your opinion, where the tape matches the stats. Who are they? Well, it's, it's Lamar. It, it's Purdy. Hmm. And then you can, you know, just juggle them around. For I mean, Stafford's playing great right now. Uh, Josh Allen has just won four in a row, might be five. Tua has had great moments. But I think one and two right now, it's, it's Lamar and Brock Purdy. Who do you think, Baldy, BT and Sal on the fan talk with Brian Baldinger? It is amazing. Who do you think, I said this before, if Lamar Jackson stays healthy, I can't see anybody beating the Ravens. Who do you think outside of the Ravens in the AFC has the best shot to get to a Super Bowl? Uh. <laughs> I think right now you have to just because Kansas City because defensively they can defend they've got a coach that knows how to you know win games and how to game plan in the postseason I think Kansas City could still be a team that you have to consider although offensively they don't have near the firepower that we're used to seeing right now um, and then look if Miami ever gets fully healthy if you get Waddle and Mostert and Tyreek and Achan you get them all healthy in the postseason. I mean, they can still put up 30 or 40 on you on any given Sunday. All right, man. Listen, it's good to have you on. Just getting to know each other a little bit here. I know you will uh, yeah. join us once a week through the Super Bowl early February. Good day of you, Baldy. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll get you next week. I look forward to it, guys. Take care, man. Thanks, there you Baldy. go. There you yeah. go. No, that was awesome. Uh, well, I'll tell you what he said about Salah was interesting.
That was very interesting. Well, he's, he's not going to mince any words. And uh, he, was, he was nice about it and respectful sure? about it as well. But, like, you can argue, BT, nobody knows more football than, than Baldy. He's fantastic. Like, he's watching all the current games, all the current film. So I'm not talking about the history of the sport. I'm talking about currently. Yeah. Where, you know, others maybe focus on one or two teams, us included. Like, you know, yeah. we're, we're not breaking down film the way he is. He He's on top of it. And there's a guy who... You know, it didn't go as far as saying, yeah, they should fire Salah, but basically said if they made the change to, there'd be good reason to do so. Mm, that was Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. All right, we got a lot to react to with that. 877-337-6666. BT and Sal here on the fan. First show of 2024, so hopefully everybody had a good New Year's Eve. Happy New Year to everybody. We even touched that Knicks trade, so if you guys wanted to react to that. But a lot of Jets and Giants stuff, NFL playoffs as we wind down the season, and uh, we'll take you up until 2, that it's Evan and Tiki coming up after us on The Fan.